Yo, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us live for a new episode of the Frisco Report. I have a special guest with me today. Jay Tuck is joining me today as my special co-host. What's going on, Jay Tuck? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. What's up, Cowboys Nation? What's up, everybody? Everybody, make sure you guys hit pound on that like button. Hit the like, subscribe, and share. And we're going to get into free agency frenzy, Jay Tuck. So, you know, it's been the, the news of the week. You know, the anticipation has been crazy. Guys, let us know what you guys think of the free agency frenzy for the Cowboys so far. But Jay Tuck, you know, just just you know, off of uh, off the cuff here, what's your take on what the Cowboys have done thus far, as far as signing externally? Yeah, yeah, because externally, because like I posted on Twitter, man, at Jay Tuck one five one. You know, Stephen Jones was like, I signed Dak Prescott. I thought that's what you guys wanted, but Cowboys fans were not satisfied with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the Dallas Cowboys right now they're moving accordingly to what they've been doing. So if you're a Cowboys fan, you should be familiar with this. We typically don't become aggressive in the early days of a free agency. I mean, I feel like we're waiting right now. I saw Jane Slater also make a report earlier today that you know, they're kind of staying packed, kind of seeing what unfolds. Now, I get that mentality, but you, what you also got to take into consideration, a lot of these players aren't sitting around kind of gauging the market. They're out there making decisions. We're seeing a lot of talented players already signed with teams out the gate already in day two. So the longer you wait, a lot of these guys and these, these names that we think can have instant impact will start to fade off the list. And so I think the Cowboys have to have some sense of urgency with getting some of these caliber players is definitely to help this defense. Yeah, you hit it right on the on the head there, Jay Tuck. It's the urgency, you know, and I think a lot of the fans are getting really antsy, you know, as far as like, okay, you know, we got Dak Prescott. They opened up some money. So I think there was a belief that, all right, we're going to get Dalvin Tomlinson. We're going right. to go <laughs> right. Dalvin Tomlinson, Jay Tuck. You, I, you know, we kind of talked about this offline. I think we were kind of expecting him to get this mega contract. Came out as a two-year deal. Averaging what eleven million a year or something like yeah, that? Yeah, about eleven year, eleven year per take a year. What did you feel <laughs> when you saw that deal come across the screen on Dalvin Tomlinson? Yeah, because I mean, for for most of us, Dalvin Tomlinson was the top priority in this year's free agency market to bring in for the Dallas Cowboys because we want to definitely strengthen the defensive line and you know stop this run game. And when I saw he went to the Vikings, I was like, okay, well, maybe they offer him a you know a massive offer and we can't match that. But once the deal started to get laid out, yeah, two years, 22 mil, all guaranteed, I sat back and said, okay, why couldn't we offer that? And so right. it's like, you know, I'm not really sure of why the Cowboys aren't aggressive. We know what the key areas of needs are when it comes to defensive lines, especially in the interior, also the free safety position. And so that was a very formidable deal that the Dallas Cowboys could definitely fit in the budget and have an instant impact. When it comes to, you know, via the draft or free agency, I'm always thinking of the mantra of, you know, uh, production versus projection, right? And what I mean yeah. by production is getting a guy that you know what you know what you're actually buying, right? You know what you're going to get in Dalvin Tomlinson. He's going to be a run stopper. He's a fat, nasty, a one tech. Though I guess the Vikings are going to play him with the three tech position or whatnot, whatever. But you know what you're getting when you make the purchase in free agency. A lot of times, versus getting some of these lower tier guys, you really don't know what you're going to get. You know, just perfect example last year with Don Terry Poe. You know, you, you kind of bargain shop. And then it doesn't turn out, and then you have to pretty much scrap it versus you know the quality that you're getting. You have to pay for quality. I just got back from shopping, man. You got to pay for quality. And for some reason, the Cowboys just won't do it in free agency. 
Yeah, it's a good point. You know, and, and that is the mantra. You you get what you pay for. And the right. Cowboys, they paid for it in, in two ways. They paid for it by being cheap, and then they paid for it in the season by having somebody like a Don Terry Pope come off the snap, stand up, and look at somebody <laughs> run past them. Right. <laughs> so they missed on a lot of these guys. Do you feel that, that maybe now that – they got burnt like that. They're gun shy now. Like, is it? Are we? Are we going the wrong way with free agency I, here now? I I hope not, because because honestly, we really didn't make a lot of moves until we got to last year, and I feel like last year we showed some momentum. I mean, even though it didn't yeah. work out, we went out and got a Ha Ha Clinton Dix, we got a Don Terry Poe, we got a um, you know Everson Griffin and Gerald McCoy, and so we were kind of act Daryl Worley. So we were at least active last year in free agency. It didn't work out, but in the NFL, you can't let that scare you that hey i got burnt once last year i can't do it again because if you really want to get burnt don't make any moves this offseason and really see what happens next year so you can't let that bother you but for some reason i guess it was the brandon Carr deal the dallas cowboys just say you know what yeah isn't my thing (laughs) i'm out um but it's it's time that we really get back we know the cornerstone of the pieces that we have in house with ezekiel elliott dak you know, Coop, you know, Gallup, and, you know, some of these other core guys, why not really go in and solidify this team? And as we've been saying so frequently, push all of your chips into the table. What do you really have to lose? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And you look at what the Bucks did, you know, they went the free agency route. You know, they, they drafted pretty well. They went the free agency route, and they look where they got. And then you're looking at what the, what the Patriots are doing now, right? And, um, it's 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 more of the same, you know. They're they're adding a lot of these guys through free agency, so it's uh it's interesting, you know, to see what what the move is going to be for the Cowboys moving forward. It looks like it is going to be the same old same old, however. So we'll see what happens there with that. All right, uh, let me see what we got here. Let's go ahead now and get into a little bit of the news of the day. Uh, let me see. I, I think Tuck got a little frozen there. I'll wait for him to hop back on here. And But we're going to go ahead and, and talk about um, some of the news of the day. All right. And that's going to be some something here. And this is coming from uh, Jane Slater. Um, okay. Hold on one second. What do we got? Okay. <laughs> looks like I've looks like my screen is froze up now. Technical difficulties on free agency frenzy hitting us in the face. Bear with us, guys. Let me see what happens here with my screen. Uh, so basically, what I'm talking about is um, Jordan Lewis. James Slater's reporting that the Jordan Lewis is. Uh, you know they're work. They're trying to, to work a deal with him, so we'll get into that here in one second. Let me let me reboot this real quick, guys. I will be right back. One second. All right, we're back. Thank you guys for bearing. Uh, thank you for uh, waiting for us. So we had technical difficulty there, but Jay Tuck, you know, I wanted to talk about uh, J Lou and the possibility 
of the Cowboys, um, you know, bringing him back. So let, let's talk about that here for a second. Let's talk about um, Jay Lou. You know, yeah. in this report, you know, from Jane Slater, she's she mentioned this a couple of times in today's broadcast, Free Agency Frenzy, that the the Cowboys remain interested in bringing back Jordan Lewis. For me, I'm all for it. What is your take, uh, Jay, on 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 uh, Jay Lou? Do you want him back? Yeah, I, I'm all for it as well. And I, to be honest with you, when I did my free agency earlier this this you know this month, I thought it was going to be the opposite. I thought the Dallas Cowboys had more opportunity to keep Cheeto in house versus Jordan Lewis. Yeah, but it feels like that has kind of been reversed. I felt like Jordan Lewis is one going to go outside, get the opportunity to play outside corner, maybe get a little bit more money. But it feels like the Dallas Cowboys might be higher on Jordan Lewis than expected. I personally like Jordan Lewis. I know a lot of Cowboys fans is like, they don't like anybody on the defense. You mentioned Cheeto. <laughs> Cheeto got to go. Jordan yeah. Lewis got to go. Xavier was everyone. But I feel yeah. like what the Dallas Cowboys really need is depth. And now since Cheeto is gone, you know, those cornerbacks start to dwindle away as you go down the roster. And so if you're able to bring back Jordan Lewis, I'm all for it. I think Jordan Lewis still, still has some upside. We really haven't seen his full potential as of yet because he's really been more of a nickel corner. Had, if Can he really go into that outside corner spot? and be maybe that number two guy to play along Anthony Brown and also um, Trayvon Diggs. So, Yeah, that's an interesting point. It's interesting to see what is, where does Dan Quincy, some of these guys, you know, you're right. hearing that there's a little bit of back and forth between Al Harris and Quinn as far as what they want to do with Reggie Robinson. So right. do you t- are they going to p- turn him back to a corner? Some are saying no, they still want him in safety. So I guess we'll have to see what they do there. Right. Uh, but – Jordan Lewis, yeah, I think, you know, it'd be interesting to see what Dan Quinn thinks of his ability. I think of all of the cornerbacks, he, to me, was the more feisty one, always looking to punch the ball out. And he did have a couple of splash games. You know, the Saints Mm -hmm. game kind of comes to mind. But then you have games where he kind of disappeared, where there were no plays made by him. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you get a contract here for J. Lou, I don't mind it. But um, I think you definitely – you feel like the Cowboys – the um the db position for the draft i think kind of ticks up again you know it, it goes through this wave of all right you know fans want certain jc horn <laughs> then it evolves to linebackers jok right. then it evolves to rashawn slater and now you're kind of you're already seeing it online like okay Back oh, yeah. to turn <laughs> Yeah, man. Twitter, Twitter's been on my head today because I've been anti-cornerback at 10, and I'm still staying packed. I feel like right now I would rather address the, the cornerback position via free agency versus that 10 spot in the draft. But, yeah, man, as, as you mentioned, you know, losing Cheeto, there's a big void because, granted, I know a lot of people are high on Reggie Robinson, but – Reggie Robinson wasn't able to get on the field last year. So I'm really not going to put a lot of trust in something that I haven't seen outside of a few special teams plays. So, you know, I feel like Jordan Lewis will be another guy, but I would really want the, the Cowboys to go, you know, whether it's, you know, either the Jacksons, um, you know, the, the guy, William Jackson from Cincy or, um, um, Jackson from um, the Titans that just got released as well. Like go get a veteran guy, Stephen Jones, pull out your wallet and get somebody that's been familiar with the NFL and how things work, and then maybe you can go cornerback in the second round, the third round. The the cornerback Mm -hmm. market, y'all, is extensive. There's a lot of quality corners out there that you can have some upside potential with. I just don't feel like we should reach at 10. I saw my guy um, Wink just mentioned Elijah Molden. There's so many players, whether it's uh, Gregory Newsome, 
tons of corners in this draft. We, I yeah. feel like we don't have to reach at that 10 spot because there's no clear-cut guy. If there was a Jalen Ramsey in this year's draft, by all means, move up, do whatever you got to do. But I feel like if you talk about Sertain, Farley, uh, Horn, Molden, yeah. Newsom, there really isn't that much separation. So why reach that early with that 10 spot? So, yeah, the Cowboys need to address the depth in the cornerback position, but I would like to see it in free agency versus that number 10 draft pick. Absolutely. And I, I feel like when you're ta- when we're talking about the number 10 position here that we're at, to me, I feel like there's better talent on the offensive side of the ball. You right. know what I mean? When you're talking about Slater, Penny, Sewell, you know, one of, one of those wide receivers, maybe one or two fall to you. Chase, Devontae Smith, if that's your flavor. Right. Waddle, you know, right. these guys. Or, or me, Pitts. Don't forget. Pitts, don't forget. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Pitts. Pitts is definitely there. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it does make you wonder, you know, what do they go? Mm-hmm. Do they stick with this best player available plan at number 10? Because if they do, those offensive guys, they to me, they rate higher than – then all those cornerbacks, like you said, like it's, I don't want to feel forced at ten. Like okay, right. we have to take a cornerback here, right? You know? I, mean, when, think when, about I agree it. with you. I don't feel that they're at a number ten level, right? Right? Because think about it: if you're able to get uh, Jamar Chase and you have Kyle Pitts, Patrick Sertain, and you know Caleb Farley, they're down here right. compared to Slater and Penny Sewell. Like I'm a defense guy, and a lot of people are like Tucky's one offense. No, I'm a defensive guy, but just with this draft, it just doesn't work out in our favor. And I feel like if you're going to get a defensive player at ten, I need to see immediate impact. I feel like we need to bring in a guy that's going to make this defense actually take a leap forward. I feel like if you bring in a Patrick Sertain, you know, granted he might be a suitable cornerback, but does he really give us that much more upside than what we currently have with Jay Lewis or Cheeto, you know, with their veteranship? I just, I just don't see it. So, you know, I'm just not going to reach that early at, at a cornerback position um, with that 10 spot. Yeah. That's, that's, that's going to be very, very interesting to see what, what the Cowboys end up doing here. I, you know, honestly, I think if now, if some of those offensive players get wiped out, mm-hmm. I could actually, and I would almost prefer that you bell, and move right. down, acquire some yeah. more picks, right? And then land somebody like that. You like you could get a Tevin Jenkins. You could go. You can get one of these other cornerbacks, possibly right. even in the teens. You know what I mean? Right. So, I like the idea. I think the Cowboys are in really, really good position at ten. Somebody might want to go up and get that quarterback. You know, right. we know the Patriots got Cam Newton, but it's a one-year deal, right? You know, and what the Washington Football Team they got. Who did they get? They got uh, um, Fitz Magic. Fitz Magic. Fitz Magic. And, and, and what's his name? Heineke. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Those, so those guys. Back there. <laughs> they still need a QB. So there's going to be some calls. I have a feeling, you know. Right. Um, or yeah, maybe. Patrick Sertain sounds a lot better as the 15th pick in the NFL draft versus right. 10. Like you say top 10, you're thinking immediate instant impact. It puts us in a certain position. I feel yeah. like right now it's just like, because it's my personal favorite to be honest with you out of all the corners is JC Horn. But if I say, let's take JC Horn at 10, they're probably throwing rocks at me here in the chat saying you can't do that because you know, he just doesn't stand out as a top 10 talent, but I feel like he is going to be the most suitable out of the three, the top three quarter cornerbacks. A lot of people are mentioning. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mall deal seven. Let's be real. This front office sucks in free agency. <laughs> They won't spend the necessary money to get a good corner. Yeah, yeah there, there's it's hard to argue against that. You know, yeah. it's definitely hard to argue against that. I mean, they're they're showing what they do. 
Um, appreciate the, the super chat there, but Jay, to co- kind of comment on that, you know, it's kind of what we've been saying from the beginning, right? Yeah, I, I they just don't have a sense of urgency, and they're just not willing to spend and pay for the quality. Um, yeah, Dory Jackson, thank you for mentioning that chat. Uh, Dory Jackson from um, the Titans, and also you know William Jackson from Cincinnati. These are two suitable guys with a veteran. They're young. They have a tremendous upside. I mean, I know a lot of people mentioned Norris Jenkins from the Saints. Like, there's players out there, yeah. but do you really trust that the Cowboys are actually going to go out there, pursue these guys, and get the deal done? I know for um, you know, a few players is has been the Vikings. I've seen the Bills on their list. I've seen the Saints on a few lists, and along with the Cowboys. And I feel like we're not going to make that move. And so it's just hard to have that trust that we're actually going to build this team through free agency when we showed no history of doing so. I mean, the days that you know I'm a Cowboys fan and I came in under the Jimmy or the, the Jerry the Jimmy Johnson era and the yeah. Jerry Jones, and you go get prime time when there's a player out there that needs to be had. Jerry was able to pull out his wallet and get the job done, but you don't see that anymore under the Stephen Jones regime. It's just kind of to sit back and wait till things happen. And hopefully, you know, luck kind of strikes again, but I, it's highly doubtful seeing what we went through last year. Absolutely. Guys. Thanks to everybody that's joining us live. We have 160 plus in watching us live guys hit pound on this. I need at least 10 guys to hit pound on the, the yeah. like real quick. If you would for me right now, if you could just hit that like button right now, appreciate it guys. Give me 10 likes if you could. Great, great conversation in the chat box. We see the comments coming along. We will add some of these as we go along. Questions and comments. Uh, Trey Jones. <laughs> Mike Jones, Entertainer, JC Horn. Yeah, so, you know, and that is, you're already seeing that conversation, Jay Tech, where it's yeah. like, well, maybe they want to line, maybe they want to line up Sir Tan with Diggs again. Maybe they want to reunite those two again. So, yeah. You and do kind of follow me on Twitter. I, I posted a video of yeah. LSU versus Alabama. And I said, you know what? Jamar Chase didn't even take uh, Sertain and Diggs out to dinner first before he just did whatever he did against them last year, um, you know, when he played. So I, I'm just not a fan of the Diggs-Sertain idea because I feel like they're pretty much a mirror when it comes to corner. Like They, they lack speed down the field. So if we get those fast you know, players out there at the wide receiver in the wide out position, which I think – Philly is going to probably go and get one of those explosive wide receivers. I'm just not comfortable with Diggs and Sertain back there. I feel like we need someone that's going to offset what Diggs does. I feel like Patrick Sertain really doesn't offset. It's kind of the same player, just a little bit newer yeah. version. So. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's true. It's a good point, and that's something that, that we all talk about, right, is when this defense needs more speed. We're too slow. It's, it's, it's right. like if you're going to put this defense against a speed team like the Chiefs, Right. Or one of these other speed offenses, you're going to be pressured immensely. And if you don't get to the quarterback, it's going to be a long day at the office. Right, right. And and, yeah. and my focal point, you know, I've said this numerous times, that stopping the run is my number one priority versus the pass game. I feel like if you're able to get your front seven yeah. solidified, it will help the pass game because, you know, there's more pressure coming, um, different blitz schemes and different things of that nature. But I feel like stopping the run in Dallas is my number one priority. That's why if I think we're going to go defense, me personally, I would look at the linebacker position and maybe just have to go on a whim with the Micah Parsons or a, a Jeremiah Walsu, you know, one of those guys mm-hmm. to really get linebacker depth. Because you think about it, we really just have, Jalen Smith, who everyone wants to trade, and then you have an injury-prone Leighton Vander Esch and Sean Lee, who's hanging on with one leg because we just got rid of Joe Thomas as well. So it's like the depth at linebacker is more concerning to me than actually the cornerback position. 
Yeah, it it, it is definitely a, a conversation uh, to definitely be had. Um, now, another rumor here that's coming along here comes from Josina Anderson. I'm told safety count O'Neill has preliminary interest from the Cowboys, Jets, Lions, Vikings, Colts, and the Panthers per source. So Cowboys look to be in the mix here, Jay Tuck. So, you know, we know about Keanu O'Neill. He had a torn ACL in 2018, a blown-out Achilles in 2019. Pre- had a pretty decent 2020 season. What is your what is your take on Keanu O'Neill reuniting with Dan Quinn, possibly? Any interest in this? Yeah, I think the link with Keanu O'Neill um, from the Falcons is really the Dan Quinn relationship. My concern with Keanu O'Neill, not really health-wise, though the things that you mentioned should be a red flag, um, but is how does he fit with Donovan Wilson? I feel like Neil is more of a, a strong safety, and so you're pretty much getting the same type of caliber player. And are we going to shift um, you know, Donovan Wilson back to the free safety position? I personally wouldn't. I like Donovan Wilson around the box making plays. I feel like that's his strong point. And so my question is really just how does he fit with Donovan Wilson? Now, if we get desperate, we might get to a point where it's like, you know what? We'll figure it out as we go. Um, but I would personally, if I'm going to bring in Keanu Neal, then I'm going to go draft a, free, uh, a safety, a free safety specifically in the draft and let Keanu Neal kind of be that bridge guy yeah. until the, the rookie get acclimated, whether that's a, a, you know, a Morig or a Darius Washington, one of those veteran guys and kind of just be our bridge until we can get our you know true guy in-house. But it's just, you know, how does he fit? With Donovan Wilson, I just don't know, and that's my biggest concern when it comes to him. Yeah, I think that that is a great point. You know, the fit makes a big deal, and that's part of the failures that we had last season was the fit. You know, they tried to fit a square into (laughs) a circle, and it didn't work. So we don't want to go down that path again. But it it is interesting that, you know, there is some sort of interest here with Keanu Neal. Now, I'm going to have to trust – you know, Dan Quinn knows what he's doing here, and maybe mm-hmm. they do flop him, like, like, you know, because I agree. I, I feel like Keanu Neal's more of your traditional strong safety. Right. And But what I do like about Donovan Wilson is I think he's versatile in that role. You know, you can play him as strong or or the free. I think he's just yeah. a really solid player. Right. But um, we'll see what they do there. Guys, in the, in the comment chat box, let us know. Are you guys interested in bringing in Keanu Neal to the Cowboys? Let us know what you guys think. Do you want – Keanu Neal here for the Cowboys. Yes or no. Let us know what you guys think about Keanu Neal. Yeah, because the one thing we got to be considerate of is what if Donovan Wilson takes a step back? I mean, we've seen players have a you know great one season of the Cowboys and they take a step back. And so if that was to happen, I think I just saw in the chat, there's really no depth at that safety position. I know there's a guy I'm not going to mention you guys don't want to bring back, but I feel like at this point, we really don't have much back there. We're, we're extremely thin. So, you know, I would bring in, if it's not a Keanu Neal, maybe it's a Malik Hooker. Maybe it's a, a guy who's been sitting out last year um, yeah. who does have a tie to Dan Quinn, which I personally be all for it um, to have him as our bridge. And that's Earl Thomas. Um, there's a few guys out there, but I just don't see how. Say, say, say the name again. Uh, Earl Thomas. Here's here's my thing when it comes to Earl Thomas, right? Yeah, yeah. What do the Cowboys really have to lose? Like, if you bring him in for a you know a low deal, he doesn't work out, he's acting up, you cut him, let go, and you move on, just like you did ha-ha Clinton Dix. But the upside is extremely tremendous because if he's able to reunite with Dan Quinn and he's motivated to play football again. Then I would trust him a lot more than I would trust, you know, some of these other listed free safety that's still available. So I would bring in Earl Thomas, just talk to him, 
see where his head's at, see what we can possibly work out. And like I said, if you have Earl Thomas back there and you were to draft for Darius Washington or, you know, a Richie Grant or someone back there, kind of be that bridge for God to kind of get that veteran leadership. I'm all for it because there's really no downside for it besides he acts up and you cut him and you move on. So. Yeah. It, and, and the other thing too, it's if Dan Quinn is looking for that box type of safety and, and they, and that's maybe why they're looking at Keanu Neal possibly. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I like the bridge player idea and I think that's what a lot of these signings are. You know, a lot of these are bridge type players, right? You could get a Gillespie, you know, in the draft, right. this guy's a right. box guy. Right. I love the way that guy plays. So, or Andre Cisco, or you know, I, I saw Patrick Peterson's name just flash. Yeah, that I think Patrick Peterson would be a great player to bring in house. It's just I don't I don't trust Stephen Jones bringing a player of that caliber to Dallas. I I just don't see it. So you know, I would love to have Patrick Peterson because I feel like he's a player that if we needed to shift him to safety, we could. But personally, I would prefer him just playing corner because I feel like he would be our number two corner if we were to bring him in house. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, right. I, I I would almost rather just keep him there at, at corner and just right. <laughs> I, but man, it's crazy. Like it's um just the the way the Cowboys are. You can already you can already see the the plan here in place. You know what they're what they're probably gonna do in the draft. It's kind of already shaping up a little bit. Right, right. It's gonna be a defensive focused draft. I feel like it has to be. But like I've been saying numerous times, that doesn't mean the number ten pick has to be defensive because yeah. we have ten picks, y'all. So we could draft a player at the ten spot and really fill a lot of these voids. But you got to understand this: you know, not a lot of these rookies we're going to draft this year are going to even touch the field. A lot of them going to be special teams guys. I mean, we still been screaming in front of the TV, "Where's Bradley and I? Where's Reggie Robinson?" So we still got guys from last year who didn't touch the field. I highly doubt they're going to bring in a nine rookies. They're going to have instant impact across the board. So I feel like you're going to have maybe three to four quality guys that might touch the field. But for the most part, a lot of them is just kind of, you know, special teams guys and, and just additions for death. Yeah, I, I, that's how I see this playing out, too. I think you're going to see this might be the year where they actually package and move up a little bit. Like right. if you, if you want to get somebody that's maybe lingering in the top of that second round, you know, like maybe there's a bar more still hanging out there. Yeah, exactly. make that move. Get right. that guy in here, because if we're not going to make any moves, if we're not going to get any other top, you know, defensive tackles are still out there, like Ogunjobi, Jaleel, Daquan. If we're not going to get any of these guys, right? You, you know, have to be aggressive. You have to be aggressive somewhere. It is fantasy or the draft, either or. Yeah, going to have to give. So, yeah, exactly, man. So, if we have what I think we have, what three, three first round picks now, or three third round picks now. Um, so yeah, maybe package those up and move back into the second and get a you know defensive tackle, whether it's Barmore, as you mentioned, or a Shelvin, or you know, a lot of quality guys that's gonna be there on day two. You definitely gotta make a push for. Absolutely, Jay Tuck. Appreciate that. Guys, thanks for everybody that has hopped on here watching us live across the world. Hit pound on that like button like you do your Saturday night side chick, baby. Hit that <laughs> like button, hit that like button. Jay Tuck, let's get into some of the moves the Cowboys did do the, today or the last few uh, hours and, and days here leading into this. And let's okay. let's talk a little bit about this move here and what it means for the Cowboys. And we're going to talk about this signing here, and that's uh, C.J. Goodwin. Yeah. You know, we signed a two-year deal, $3.5 million, $2 million guaranteed, guys. So you get your special teams ace and somebody right. that gives you some depth at cornerback. What's your thoughts on the move here, Jay Tuck? 
Yeah, I think CJ Goodwin's a quality uh, special teams guy. I think that's what his specialist, you know, specialty is is playing in the special teams. So I feel like you know the Cowboys wanted to bring him in. I feel like the Cowboys are focusing right now with some of these other signings on special teams to make sure that there's quality at that position. So yeah, CJ Goodwin definitely a, a great addition back to the Cowboys. Um, yeah, as, as Adam just said, special teams beast man. So yeah, yeah. you got to you got to take care of those guys. Now there's another guy we let go who was kind of a special teams beast who's been the Cowboys for for quite some time. I really don't understand why we let go of LP, but oh, yeah. so hopefully this new guy is you know you know can step up and fill those shoes. But you know the good thing about LP, I say you didn't have to worry about that. But you never were had to worry about the too high snap going over the punter or the kicker's head. Like you just knew you were good, and you don't have to focus on that. So right now when you bring a new guy in, you got to kind of hold his foot to the fire and see if he he hold he holds pack. So. Absolutely. Guys, let us know. What do you think about the CJ Goodwin signing? We're seeing some comments here. Uh, I saw one guy said it was the best signing, Jesse Falls. I I, I feel like <laughs> I agree, right? It's like right. we're not doing much, but you do. And you know uh, Coach Fossil loves this move. I think this right. is his guy all the way. And, you know, our special teams has suffered, you know, for it feels like years now. Right. <laughs> it's kind of make a little bit of a recovery it feels like so mm-hmm. if you lose a guy like him you got to replace him with somebody so i think yeah. it was a good that was a good signing yeah and with fossil you're seeing a lot of creativity when it comes to special teams so i feel like you know good ones one of those critical pieces too. a lot of fake punts a lot of you know different things this hopefully there's no more doing it in our own territory but you know um, <laughs> so yeah yeah, so some of that stuff made you wonder. We are tanking on purpose. Like some <laughs> right. of players were like, "Okay, oh we're man, that, thing, that Thanksgiving Day game versus the, the Washington football team." I was just, I was just done at that point. You know, I turned the game off, walked upstairs, and just got another plate and just hung out with the family because that, yeah, yeah, no, no remind. Let's move forward, forward, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's move to the next uh, signing here that the Cowboys did, and it's uh, going to be another. Depth player, I, I would say, uh, Jay Tuck, and that's Cedric Wilson. They gave him that they, they tendered him for mm-hmm. $2.13 million. So you're keeping, you know, you, you're you're having the depth behind our starters. So Cedric Wilson, Jay Tuck, what do you think about this keeping him around? Yes, yeah, Cedric Wilson was a jack of all trades when it comes to wide receiver position. I think that he was our wide receiver number four last year, um, especially when Dak was still playing. You saw Cedric Wilson starting to get a lot of reps and a lot of opportunities. And so, yeah, I was definitely all on board for bringing Cedric Wilson back. Now, you know, we'll probably talk about him soon, but also Noah Brown was added as well. So it's like, where is the Cowboys thought process when it really comes between Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson? Um, but, you know, Cedric Wilson's one of those guys. He's reliable. He can play inside, outside. You can trust him. He has the hands uh, and he's shifty. So, yeah, I was all aboard for bringing, bringing Cedric Wilson back. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's it's a good move. And But I also would say that it's not going to be uh, something that would stop you from drafting somebody. Like like we mentioned, if there's a if there's a if there's a beast there at ten and it's offensive right. pass catcher, you got to go with the guy. So yeah, yeah, I don't think it stops you, but it is very good to keep your depth and you have a a return option there. You know, I I've been one that, to say that uh, I don't want to keep CD Lamb. Yeah, get him like off the punts immediately. Like you, yeah, he's becoming too much of a commodity for this offense. Like right. you lose him, you're taking a big step down. Yeah, you know, I agree. so. 
I, I want to some... every time it's a pun, I'm like, oh god, here we go. Yeah, that, that needs to be that needs to be a goal of theirs. Hopefully that's going on. The Mont with the super chat. Appreciate you, bro, coming through as always. I know some don't want Parsons at 10, but if we get a one tech who can hold it down, draft Grant or Molden, I'm good. Build the front seven to win number six, Jay Tuck. What's your thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, man, the game is won in the trenches. I mean, think about this goes back to the Super Bowl and what we saw Tampa Bay do. They won in the trenches. They were able to yeah. get pressure up front. Their 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 linebacker core with David and White played outstanding. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of people get caught up in the new fantasy of football, you know, scoring high points and doing all this sorcery and trickery is going on. <laughs> yeah. But eventually it always comes down to the trenches, man. Can your offensive line hold up and can your defensive line get pressure? And can you stop the run when the, the game is mostly important? So yeah, I I'm all for that, man. Like I said, I, I'm going on vacation tomorrow, y'all. I'm going to be gone for like a week. I'm going to try to force myself to become a Parsons guy because I feel like, you know, right now where we're going, that 10 pick might be defensive. So I'm trying to force myself, you know, to be honest with you, when it comes to linebacker position, one of my favorite guys is actually a guy who doesn't get mentioned much, but it's actually Nick Bolton. But he's kind of undersized. He's just a traditional middle linebacker. But if you want a guy that's going to come up, hit, and just do his job and has the yeah. instincts. Nick Bolton's my guy, but I don't think the Cowboys would take him at 10, but I would definitely love to have Nick Bolton on this roster. But I would love that too, man. He, he's yeah. my linebacker one, to be honest. Yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. But it's like, all right, but can I draft him at 10? I was like, I, mm-hmm. if the Cowboys were to reach and draft him at 10, like, all right, well, you know, it is what it is, but I feel like he's my favorite linebacker in this year's class. And it's just like, you know. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, it, it's interesting because it's like – you, you every year we do see that we do see somebody draft somebody high. I, I saw, um, I think Casserly had his mock draft, yeah. Najee Harris going like high, man, like top 10. Najee Harris, but you do see weird stuff like that sometimes. You do see, like, whoa, what the hell? Right. I didn't see that, you know what I mean? So, and, and I think this year you're going to see it because he had a lot of opt out guys, and people are going to blindly say, you know what. I'm just going to take this guy, you know, because think about it. If we were to take a Caleb Farley, we're drafting him off of what we saw in 2019. And mm-hmm. I saw someone post this on Twitter. What if Sean Wade would have opted out in 2000, you know, this year and, you know, would have just go off his 2019 film? A lot of players fall off the cliff in one year. We've seen it across the board. And so it's really kind of hard to, 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 to scout these off, opt-out guys. And that's why yeah. I really don't trust it. There's only one really off opt-out guy I trust, which is Jamar Chase. Like, you know, all right, he, he can set out for the next two years. I don't give a damn. He's still one of my top wide receivers. It's, it's crazy on Jamar Chase. It's like people forgot about how he did. Yeah, they, they did. They did. And I'm starting to wake him up. He actually did an interview today. And he said his favorite player that he watched growing up, Des Bryant. That thing, you know, it's like, oh man, talk, talk to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Donald Jenkins with this super chat. Appreciate you, bro. Front office is asleep. Yeah, I tweeted a, a picture of uh, <laughs> from the shining knocking on the like, is anybody in there? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I, I and I, I feel everybody's pain, but man, it Jerry, is. It's just kind of what Jerry's probably still have to start talking, man. He's probably still doing his press conference. Fans. <laughs> The lunatic in the house, San Francisco, New England, Chicago, possible trade down partners for QB at 10. Yeah, I totally agree. And I would even put Washington into that. You know, I think I know some people would be like, we don't trade with Philly and Washington, but we, we have. There's a history. <laughs> yeah, last, that year. Did last so, year. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree to lunatic that that is definitely on the table and it could happen. And, you know, if we get wiped out, I'm all for it because you're going to you're going to garner some good premium picks there. 
Right. I feel better. I, I actually feel better about the top 100 in this year's draft um, than I did last year. There's a there's a ton of talent in this draft. It's a it's deeper. It's a lot deeper than last year because yeah. like, once you got kind of like in the third round last year, it's like all right, we're going to kind of reach a little bit. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, man, it's a lot. Like I've been doing these mock drafts, you know, uh, on my channel. It's just like you get to the fourth round, you're like, damn, Marvin Wilson is still here. Like, you know, so it's like there's so many different <laughs> players are still in, in the queue. So it's like, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity and the Cowboys have a lot of picks to take advantage of it. So, you know, I trust Will McClay. He's the one thing in this front office I actually do trust. Um, like I said, I want to see a combination of the two, free agency and also the draft. Exactly. Well said, well said. The lunatic – um, guys, we're going to be running a, uh, a contest here pretty soon. The Lunatic is pitching in for this, so we want to we put that out there right now. Um, if you're a member, you will be entered into a drawing to win a, a, a Cowboys Block t-shirt or a Cowboys Block hoodie. And uh, and we'll have another method here. and we'll, we'll, do, we'll do some official rules on that, but keep an eye on that. We'll have a more official information on that. But The Lunatic, great, great member to the channel, long time. Yeah friend and we love what he great does guy. for the cowboys communities i know he's on a lot of our channels right great guy great great guy appreciate you delunatic thank you bro yeah lots of great comments guys give me 10 more likes if you don't mind hit that like button pound it if you haven't already hit subscribe if you haven't if you're a lurker hook it up for your boys <laughs> we do appreciate it uh let's get into the next signing here jay tuck and you, you kind of touched on it here and we'll, and we'll talk about this as well let me get over here and get to this window, and we'll talk about the next player here, and that's going to be another wide receiver that you mentioned, and that's nobody but Noah Brown yeah. signing a one-year deal himself, Jay Tuck. You know, you yeah. kind of hit on him there. What is your – as far as, like, if you had to keep one, and I've had this conversation before, if you could only keep one of the wide receivers, whether it was Cedric Wilson or Noah Brown, which one would you have kind of preferred to keep? I would prefer to keep Cedric Wilson because I feel like he's the more critical pieces offense because he can do a lot more. Um, when it comes to Noah Brown, he's kind of limited. Um, he's an outside guy, but you know he's he's known for his blockings, right, in the yeah, blocking yeah. game. So that's what he's really known for. He makes his bread and butter. Um, but if I had to really pick, it would be Cedric Wilson. But also, I think Noah Brown is a guy that the, not only the Dallas Cowboys trust, but also Dak Prescott trusts. I mean, think about it. You know, I, I said this on Twitter a few times. It's like you got Dak's locker, you got Zeke's locker, and then there's like Noah Brown. Like, what's wrong with this picture? <laughs> but yeah, you know, he's, so he's one of those guys who has a great relationship with Dak. And also this offense. And, you know, there's a few games where we were targeting him heavily um, throughout this past season. Oh, so yeah. I feel like, you know, Kellen Moore believes in his his skill set and they want to get him involved. It's just how they really involve him. So, yeah, for a one year deal, you know, I'm all for bringing in Noah Brown. Now, if we are able to bring in, you know, one of the explosive wide receivers, then Noah Brown would probably be the odd man out for me. Um, but as of right now, yeah, I'm definitely back, especially on a one year deal. Yeah, I I like it too. Um, I when when I when I compared the two, I I'm I'm kind of on the opposite. I think I like Noah Brown. You know, for some of the reasons you said, I think he's a little bit more physical. But he did start out looking a little fragile. Now, right? He had some injuries, couldn't get on the field. But man, it looked right. like he transformed his body last year. He looked leaner. He looked faster. When he caught the ball, I was like, is that? Who is that? Eighty-five. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You didn't see you didn't see some of that early on in his career, and and he was, you know, he was a developmental wide receiver coming out of Ohio State. I know mm -hmm. Ezekiel pounded the table for him, uh, but it took a while. But I think you have a little bit of something here for him. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I think you're really 
you really do need him in the the running game, but he he can be a weapon for you. And yeah. I think if him and Dak can get some uh, more rapport, mm-hmm. that's a good little weapon to have. You know, you you got to give these guys a rest. You know, uh, exactly. whether it's Amari or you know uh, CD, and the, that's Noah Brown. I think you can line them up anywhere. I think that's a good versatility as well for him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a good low key yeah. um, addition. You know, yeah, yeah, bring him back. So. Because I feel like Noah Brown would be one of those guys if he was to lead the Cowboys. We'll be watching on Sunday, like, okay, that's how you're supposed to use him. And he's actually, you know, going yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he has it. Like I said, he has rapport, um, you know, great guy, especially for a one year deal. Can't, can't knock it. Yeah. And then sometimes the guys that we do let go, they don't do good. Right. <laughs> Byron Jones kind of struggled last year. Right. Malik Collins is kind of bouncing around the league now. So mm-hmm. it's like, some of the guys that the Cowboys let walk out the door have been have been good moves, I think. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. So, Blue Star in Texas, seventy three, with a super chat. Appreciate you, bro. What do you think about Eric Stokes in the second? Good speed, Jay Tuck. Have you have you watched anything on Eric? Yeah, Stokes Eric, in Georgia. Eric Stokes, yeah, Eric Stokes is a quality quarter on uh, corner. Um, you know, I feel like right now why his name is trending is because of that, because of the speed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for his testing, he you know he's running. You know, I think it was like a four three something like that. So. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's going to shoot his name up the board. I feel like as you start to see these pro days unload, you'll start to see these cornerbacks kind of jump all over the place. Um, you know, but yeah, Eric Stokes is a great quality guy because, like I said, if we're going to add someone to that secondary position and specifically the corner, I would like to see some more speed and athleticism, just some knack for the ball. I feel like that's the one thing that we did miss last year because, you know, we yeah. did move on from Byron Jones. There wasn't just a freak athlete back there that can make up for different things when we play some of these top tier wide receivers. And you know, I think about it, man, they, they we come to Kansas City. And I think for me as a Cowboys fan, the target is now beating Kansas City. I know Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl, but I'll toss them out because I'm not really focused about them. Yeah. So how do you, how do you link up and beat the Chiefs when you're going to meet them in the Super Bowl? And you're going to need speed. You're going to need athleticism, guys who can pretty much do it all. And I feel like Eric Stokes would be one of those guys. I mean, another guy from Georgia that you know is one of my favorites is is Tyson Campbell as well. So you know he I feel like he fits the Dan Quinn scheme. He's more of the physical, you know, jammy at the line type cornerback, but yeah, either or, man. Like I said, there's there's so many corners. And you start watching these corners, man, you'll go down a rabbit hole because the list goes yeah. on and on and on. So exactly, and th- and that and it is a position that kind of stretches a little bit. You know, you can probably pick up somebody, um, you know, in the first three rounds that will be a contributor immediately mm-hmm. out the gate. And I think you get that with Campbell and Stokes. Right. Stokes, I love the speed. You know, um, but. Uh, We'll see where they fare. I do like, you know, the Georgia program. I think they put out pretty good defenders. SEC right. in general. I mean, you're right. these guys are going up against NFL offenses. You're going to see some of these receivers that are in the SEC, you know, make that jump right. into the NFL. So a lot right. of these guys are already battle tested. So I do like that. I prefer that to be honest. SEC corners in the secondary. Now I do like some of the guys from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, they come out of there, but uh, I think SEC. I think that the secondary they put on some good, some good yeah. players. You're going against, you're going against the best of the best, man. You're, I mean, not only like think of it from certain standpoints, like you have Waddle and Smith that you're going against every day in practice. You have no choice but to get better, <laughs> like and so you know it, it runs off on you. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Elvin Joseph, another one, you know, out of Kentucky. It's like so. Like I said, corners go on and on and on and on. So yeah, Elvin uh, Joseph is a very interesting one because you know you you hear about some of the the immaturity or off field issues, but when right. you look at the tape, it's like this guy could be he could hang with um, the best ones out there. I, I've seen him, you know, go up there as a possible right. DB one CB one. I know Vach Lombardi, I think, has him as his CB one. Right. Um, in one of his recent videos, which I, and I could, I could see that, you know, and it, and he comes from, it's a good, it's a good conference. So, right. Yeah. Cause you're, you're going to need a cornerback with some moxie out there that, you know, some attitude might, might come with some issues, but. Yeah. But then it's like, you, you talk about a Kelvin Joseph and yeah, some of those, you, you kind it's like, are you going to get a bust or are you going to get somebody that has some of these issues and he could be like a uh, Marcus Peters. Right. I mean, I could go for 10 interceptions in the season. <laughs> right. That's the thing is like, you know, Marcus Peters, say what you want about him, but he makes plays when it's time yeah. to make plays. And so you, sometimes you just got to give to get, man. And I feel like at the Cowboys, like, who are we really to be choosy? Like, you know, Dallas Cowboys, you feel like, you know, we want in-house guys that are good quality guys and not going to disrupt the locker room. I want to guys to get turnovers and help this defense. So, I mean, if you, if yeah. you run your mouth a little bit, run your mouth a little bit, as long as you're getting turnovers and interceptions, I won't have a problem with it, but – you know, think I'll be change. honest. If, if yeah, I'll be honest, if Calvin Joseph for whatever reason does linger, I'm using one of my extra picks. Oh yeah, they move yeah, up, yeah, yeah. roll the dice, right. roll the dice. You know, exactly. you're not gonna lose there, right? The lunatic lights, Robinson as a slot. I, I love Robinson. This guy is really physical, and that's a presence that this defense. We talk about that, Jay Tuck, right? Mm-hmm. Like we want to be more physical. Right. Not pretenders. Like, you got to show it because, you know, we feel like they talk about it in some of the press conferences. Like, we got to be more physical. You see, you know, Jalen or whoever they interview, like, oh, we got to be more physical. And then they go out there and they're not. So I want to see real physical play and not just talk. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, some some moxie, man. I feel like what the Dallas Cowboys defense needs most importantly is an attitude change and an identity. And I feel like last year, of course, we were soft. I feel like, you know, if you go back to 2018, there was something different with that defense. I remember clearly sitting there at that Saints game and it was like, this defense is different, man, because they were out there. They were flying around. The Wolf Hunter was out there howling. You had Jalen Smith swiping, mm. lights out. It was just like it was this different type of a, a, a mindset when it came to this defense. And I feel like some of those core guys are still here, but we got to bring in more dogs. I've been preaching this you know, so frequently, more dogs on yeah. this defense. And I feel like if you bring in a Joseph or, you know, one of my favorite corners, so I feel like honestly would be the best corner in his draft if he was over six foot would be Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida there you State. Go. You know, just yeah. bringing a guy that's you know has that 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 football genetics who doesn't care who you are, how big you are, yeah. it is what it is. I'm the best man on the field and can really line up and get the job done. I'm all for it. I, I love Asante Samuel Jr. And this is where this this is where we're gonna get. To, they're gonna have to like. Are you guys gonna tweak this stuff? Because I keep talking about this match, this metric, you know, centric approach is like, you know, you got to get away from that. Just bring right. in. These football players and uh, Santa right. Samuel, feisty. He'll go after the ball. He'll tackle. He's complete. He's right. a complete cornerback. And and right. 
And then you 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 hear the argument like, oh, he's this tall. Can he go up against like a deep cast and land? And like, like who cares? But but you think about it. Think about it. You know, Denzel Ward or Jair Alexander. Like, there's short mm-hmm. corners that yeah. can play outside and lock you up. Like, exactly. it's really up here. It's not all about height. We're not playing basketball. We're not looking for centers. So you know, I. I actually, you know, tweeted about uh, Asante Samuel today. A lot of people jumped on me about it. But I was like, hell, I mean, if he was six one, he would be the best core in this year's draft, like by by far. Um, but you I know. think he's still one of the top, regardless. Yeah, of yeah. The yeah. I think well, you know exactly. he, he's being slept on. So um, it happens every year. It mm-hmm. happens every year, and it's unfortunate that, that the Cowboys are are like that. Like you go. The, every fan is like, okay, how tall is he? He's not right. six foot, <laughs> and we're not looking up. Right. It's unfortunate, right? Right. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. For the Mavericks, way. yes. But for the Cowboys, no, man. Because I mean, that's been the conversation. The biggest knock on on Nick Bolton's like, well, he's too short. I'm just like, okay, who 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 cares? Like, can he play football? He's a football player. More football player. Let's toss out the yeah. analytics and the metrics as you just said, mm-hmm. and get dogs and football players out there who can bring a toughness and attitude and playmaking ability to this defense. It's that simple. I'm I'm just hoping to God that that uh, Dan Quinn can have some sort of influence. You know. To be, hey, you know, this is somebody that I have has the similar traits, you know, to mm-hmm. to a player I've coached before. He may not be six mm-hmm. two or six three, but look how this guy plays. Right. And if Asante Samuel Jr. is sitting there at the third, like, bro, that's hard no. to pass up. Like, it's, it's hard to, yeah, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to pass up. Like, yeah, let's let's toss everything out the board. But I feel like the Cowboys will let Dan Quinn shop for his groceries. You don't make a drastic change. Well, it wasn't that drastic moving on from Mike Nolan, but bringing in Dan Quinn, you know, without letting him buy his own groceries. So let him go out, do the shop in the draft, and also free agency, and really get the guys that's going to fit his scheme and what he wants to do with this defense moving forward. Well said. Well said, indeed. I, I totally agree. You gotta let this guy get his <laughs> get his groceries. You know? Right, right. You want you want to cook? Let me get the groceries. Like you know, that's like me coming to your house and you want me to cook it. You know, lasagna. I gotta use what you got in the kitchen. Like, bro, you ain't got you know no salt, no seasoning. Like, what's going on? Like, I can't. Yeah, what's, yeah, yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, man? you're not gonna get the meal you wanted, right? So right. It's like, you gotta do it, man. I, I just hope he has some sort of voice. You know, I. I know they've been flexible before, you know, with Marinelli, albeit some of those some of yeah. those were not good, like Taco and some of these other well, Taco guys. just got re-signed in Kansas City. So I mean. that's, that's crazy. I, mean. <laughs> I know, right? So let's go. Uh let's see another guy here that the Cowboys signed. This was probably the most recent one, unless somebody has signed something while while we've been alive here. But Jay Tug, let's talk about this one here. And I think this is an interesting one to get the conversation going. As far as the offensive line, they signed X Bills offensive tackle a uh, tie. Um, yeah, I butchered the last name. Nisiki. Nisiki. Yeah, I tried to. I tried to put this on play on my Apple and, and <laughs> to pronounce it, and it just spelled out each letter. I was like, "Come on, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." Like, ah, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, Ty Nisiki or Ty Seki. Well, it's one of those. But anyway, we gone for one year deal. My initial thought on this one here was that you're getting a, an upgrade at right tackle because even in this picture here, he's flanked out. It looks like he's right. ready to take on, you know, there at the right tackle position. But what's your thoughts on this? Any upgrade feeling over what you have in Tyron and Terrence Steele? 
Yeah, I feel like, well, I mean, Terrence Steele, I will say this, though I was hard on him last year. The thing about Terrence Steele, we got to understand, he did get a full year of football at the right tackle position. But I feel like what the Dallas Cowboys did by bringing in Ty Naseki, which I'm going to roll with that. Uh, yeah. But I feel like what they did was get an insurance policy for the offensive line uh, because we did lose Cam Irving. Cam Irving, you know, didn't resign with Dallas. So I feel like that's another insurance policy. But my question is, and I'll ask you this. What are your thoughts on Brandon Knight? Because I feel like Brandon Knight played solid last year. So I feel like when it comes to depth behind the, the core of the offensive line, you had Brandon Knight, you had Connor McGovern, um, and let's see, well, I guess Joe Looney will probably be one of the odd men's out, but I'm all for bringing Joe Looney back on at a fair price. But, you know, I feel like, you know, Terrence, or not Terrence Steele, and also, I also got Terrence Steele. Um, so, yeah, you got some guys who got reps last year who I think added to your death, but maybe the Cowboys aren't really sold on, you know, somebody in-house, whether it's Brandon Knight or Terrence Steele, which means the reason for today's signing with, with Ty Naseki. So, I means a veteran guy. He's played, you know, with, with Buffalo before, and so he'll be in kind of insurance policy. Um, but how suitable of insurance policy will he really be? So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think uh, I agree with you on, on Brandon Knight. I thought he played relatively well. I, I really preferred him to slide over at the right tackle, but we just kept right. getting dinged up. He couldn't make that move. We had to roll with Terrence Steele. Right. And uh, man, some of those games <laughs> were awful. And, yeah. I, and, I'll, and I'll agree. I, I I would say, you know, that he did improve as the season went along, but still, it, right. I don't want to see him out there. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. you can't go see, back to that. Yeah, that yeah, I want to see good. Lyle Collins do his thing. I want to see him in shape. I want to see him playing. I don't want to see him rusty. Right. But I think this is a good move. Uh, regardless, you know, you do get depth. Um, right. You know, he spent some time with Washington, so he was coached up by, by Callahan, who's one of the mm -hmm. better offensive line, line coaches, coaches in the league. So, yeah, I think you're gonna you're getting a really good grizzled veteran here, who you know I wouldn't call him a camp body, but I think this is right. somebody that that he is going to contribute. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that uh, injuries are going to be part of the game moving forward. You, you know they're talking about cutting down uh, the preseason, but we're also getting an extra game this season, Jay Tuck. Right. So it's like you're going to have to go through this attrition on your roster in some sort of way, you know? Right, exactly, yeah. That extra game, man, it can add up. So especially, you know, the way that we're sometimes fighting the NFC East going, you know, one game between. So, yeah, you definitely want to have as many bodies on rotation because you definitely don't want to experience what we experienced last year, which is injuries go down and we're moving Zach Martin out the right tackle and kind of shifting the O-line around. Absolutely. Soup Trap. Trap <laughs> with the mega donation, bro. Yeah. He, he always comes through Soup Trap, man. I appreciate you bro you're always a loyal subscriber and uh just amazing this guy he's always always there for us appreciate that soup trap appreciate that i'm so humbled by that appreciate you bro thank you so much man uh steel uh, aluminum adam <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it might be you know a reynolds aluminum i yeah for <laughs> but you know it, it's a good move because you think about what Stephen Jones said in the press conference as far as availability, it seemed like he really uh, focused in on that. And mm -hmm. I thought that he was talking squarely about these offensive linemen, you know. Right. And at the Dak Prescott press conference, he mentioned availability. Right. <laughs> Tyron, Tyron Smith. Right. Lyle Collins. So I think, you know, they look at this and they say, we can't go through that again. Right. If we want to be efficient, if we want to run the ball, you know, I'm not saying we have to have the perfect offensive line in perfect conditions. 
mm-hmm. for Zeke or Dak Prescott. But man, <laughs> it sure helps when you have <laughs> right you know, some consistency. And exactly, and you just pay for Dak Prescott. Like I said, you know, on my yes. channel, if you just buy a brand new iPhone, you want to put a case on it because yeah. you don't want anything to fall and crack. And so, you know, shoring up the offensive line, you you definitely got to do. And having more bodies is definitely going to help. More suitable bodies that can come in and actually play. So. Yeah, I think I think it's a good low key move there. I I like I like it. You know, I, I immediately went to my uh, game pass, looked at some of his tape, and I, I liked what I saw. You know, I, I don't see like worry there. You know, like obviously he does have some age to him, but right, I think he's he's done a good job. You don't last this long without taking care of your body, right? And you know, playing well, and I think that's what you have in this player, guys. So I think you know, don't worry. You know, I think it's a good signing. It's not a blockbuster name recognition guy. Right. I keep talking about be wary of the name recognition right. walkups and production over that. names, guys. And I and I feel like and yeah. I, and I get it. I understand it. And not a lot of people are in tune, like yourself and I, and also some of the people in the chat. Is like you know, they want names. Like they don't they don't they don't care about these names. They want a Richard Sherman because I know that guy. He played for yeah. Seattle. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm familiar with it. But it's like. You want production. We want guys that can come in and produce. Some of these guys are available. You might not be a name that you recognize, but they can play. And so, as long as you can play, I don't give a damn if you don't have no name at all. You know, um, you know, Ekberg from from Notre Dame. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's opportunities to draft at the tackle position as well. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's it'll be interesting to see how this shapes up. You know, it's we, we you. You know, you scour Twitter, you you scour the internet for news, and you, you're not hearing much of anything as far as where the recovery is on Tyrant mm-hmm. or Lyle. Now, you mm-hmm. do see them on Twitter or Instagram on vacationing. Right. They, look, <laughs> they look relatively in good shape to me, but mm-hmm. that's, I mean, we don't know. <laughs> we really yeah, don't know. And I was asking that throughout the season, like, does anybody know how Lyle Collins is doing? And I got crickets. I'm like... All right, why do you, I need some updates on Lyle Collins, man? Because think about a hip surgery, man. Some, some, not even just NFL players, but a lot of athletes in general, mm-hmm. they're not the same after hip surgeries. And so, Absolutely. And as a, in a right tackle, you're definitely going to need your hips, man. So, yeah, you know, we definitely need an insurance policy because if Tyron Smith goes out and Lyle Collins goes out, we can't have a reflection of what we had last year. Yeah, I, I talk about that too, Jay. It's a, it's 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 super important to have those hips. I mean, you saw what happened to Tyron Crawford. He's had right. two that he was he was right. over. Right. He was right. over, bro. He could not move out there. So definitely something to to watch. Uh, the last player here uh, we'll get to is going to be our our big grumpy bear, and that's going to be <laughs> number ninety nine, Antoine yeah. Woods. He they gave him the tender. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on keeping him around here, giving him the tenor? You'd like this move? Yeah, I like the move because I feel like as of right now, we don't have that, you know, nose in really in house. You know, I know there's a lot of conversations to possibly bring in back Gerald McCoy, which I'm personally not in favor for. Um, but I feel like, you know, bringing back Woods for the tender was a, a great addition. You know, just kind of kind of got to come back to be that fat and nasty because you're going to need more bodies, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. 17 games throw more wood in the fire, man. And I feel like, you know, Woods is going to be a quality guy. But personally, I would draft or sign another free agent, especially at that nose tackle position. Um, you know, there's a few guys that are still kind of lingering out there. But, yeah, I think Woods yeah. is a great rotational guy. But, you know, if you're able to add, you know, one of my other favorites is, is Tyler Shelvin out of LSU, man. If you're able to add one of these big bodies and continue to fuel the fire, man, because I feel like that's what's going to really make this defensive line, you know, 
take that leap forward is having more bodies, more death, more rotation. You'll have Gallimore, Tristan Hill back, um, Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, and you can able to get these guys in, keep them fresh and to help, you know, stop that defense. But, you know, I, I, I like Woods and I like his personality, you know, talk of Baconator. Yeah. You know, he plays on Twitch and all sorts of stuff. So great guy, um, you know, hopefully he can come back and have some impact next year. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I I do too. I th- I think it's a it's a great keep, you know. And you mentioned it, you know, you don't have that, you know, per se one tech guy, and I think that's you know you right. get the beef there. And but um, you know, it's definitely something that makes you think about: Are they going to change in the draft as far as like, you know, a safety or defensive tackle? It's something that we, that it seems like you know we've been chasing as far as fans go. Mm-hmm. For a couple of years now, and I th- I feel like if what we're seeing now in free agency is what they do, right? I'm kind of scared that it's going to leak over into the draft. Like this is what they do. They don't draft defensive tackles, and they don't draft safeties. What's your thought on that? Do you do you feel like yeah, you that's not the deal here? I mean, you think about it. I mean, you go back to Leroy Glover, maybe. Uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't even toss Hatcher's name, but we really haven't had that defensive tackle that was kind of anchored for the Dallas Cowboys defense for for so long. Yeah. And so, yeah, I hope that their mindset changes. The one hope that kind of keeps me optimistic about that is in this Dan Quinn scheme. You are going to need a free safety that can cover. There's no yeah. ways around it. You can't just kind of plug a guy back there and hope for the best. No, yeah. you need a guy that's going to be able to be single high that you can really trust that can go sideline to sideline in more of that land shark. And so I feel like they're going to knock on wood. Everyone finds some wood and knock on it, but you yeah. actually address the free safety position now. Yeah. How early will that happen? I actually don't know. I, I personally, if I'm going to attack the free safety position, it's going to be my my second pick of the draft. Like I feel like you're going to have to go get one of those quality guys, whether it's a Richie Grant, um, you know, Trevon Morig, or you know, my personal favorite, Darius Washington. Like I said, I'll die on that hill. That's the guy I feel like, even though he's five eight, he doesn't meet the metrics. He's short, um, but I feel like if you were to bring in Washington from the TCU, he's a guy who's just a free safety, a guy who can cover sideline sideline, and he's definitely what you're going to need in this Dan Quinn scheme or call your old buddy Earl Thomas and say, Hey, come meet me in Dallas. I mean, he's hell he's already in Dallas. So <laughs> I think Jay took, you know, subconsciously wants Earl Thomas. <laughs> I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to speak. He's just sitting at home doing nothing. <laughs> like existence, he's, right? he's already in Dallas. He's working out in Dallas. He's from uh, Dallas. He shook your, shook your shoulders and said, come get me. Like uh, what else do you want? And there's nothing to really lose, man. Like think about it. Think about what Tampa Bay did with Antonio Brown, with all the baggage that Antonio Brown happened when it was in the Super Bowl, who stepped up and made a big play. Antonio Brown, because it's in his nature, man. So I'm sure all, you know, the the conversation about should we bring him in? You have a quality guy. You have a locker room leader now. We know now for sure Dak Prescott is the leader. There's no more ifs, ands, or buts. He's going to be our guy. This is Dak Prescott's locker room. Dan Quinn is familiar with Earl Thomas. I feel like this team can hold him accountable if he comes in. And like I said, if he starts acting up and it's out of control, then peace out. We'll move on from you. But you really don't have nothing to lose, man. So I'm, I'm getting back on this Earl Thomas train just one time. starting to, you know, rev up the engine. I think it is going to rev up because the longer we go without some sort of safety here, that name will rear its head whether people like it or not. It's just I mean, the nature of the beast. You guys want Earl Thomas or Xavier Woods? Pick one. Pick one. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's I mean, that's a great point because Xavier Woods, geez, man. And he's still out there. Nobody has signed him. So yeah. other teams know that, that they don't want that 70% effort. Right. Yeah. You so, want I mean, that seventy percent yeah, effort yeah. on your team. Yeah, right. You don't want that seventy percent effort, man. But yeah, I feel like the longer we sit back and wait, that's what's really gonna come down to. My guy, you know, Marv just mentioned, you know, Demonte Casey, um, another Falcons guy who's been tied to um, you know, Dan Quinn, you know, but he's had some injuries. This is like some of these guys with these injuries, you really just don't know. So I feel like it's gonna have it's gonna have to make sense with one of these injury type guys for them to really come to Dallas before Stephen Jones really takes a flyer out on him. But like I say, Earl Thomas, bring him in. Yeah, yeah, they they are interested in, in both those guys. That they have that link to Quinn, so right. I, I wouldn't be surprised by it, you know. And I think you can get him at an affordable price, and that's yeah. what the Cowboys are doing. You know, they're doing the, you know, the uh, clearance bin action yet again. Yeah, and, and give me cash. Just mentioned, you know, my top free agent that's remaining, KJ Wright. Like that's I another Dan Quinn yeah. guy. Give me KJ Wright right now. But I'm trying to do reverse psychology right now because all the players that I mentioned, they're not even <laughs> getting signed in Dallas. They're signing elsewhere and they're going quick. So I'm not going to mention any more players. You know, I just say if you want, if I want KJ Wright, I have to say I don't want him because maybe that'll force Stephen Jones to actually make the deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, KJ Wright's definitely a guy that can definitely give us some linebacker depth as well. So I'm I know, man. I, I'm, I'm the same way. You know, I, I try to, I try to. <laughs> I try to hit the lotto, be like, I feel like this is a player of the Cowboys right. might draft. Let me talk about him. And I think Denzel Perryman is one guy I've talked yeah. about. I saw somebody tweet it, but I don't know if I trust the, the Twitter. I don't know if it was legitimate or not. But KJ Wright is one that I talked about, too. I, I love that pick. And right. he's not old, old. I mean, he's right. he's a vet, you know, and he makes a lot of plays. I, I'd rather have KJ Wright than, you know, Sean Lee, which right. I love Sean Lee, but I mean, it's it's shit to settle on that, right? It's shit to sell, man. Yeah, KJ Wright, um, Dominican Sue, like, you know, just get me some of these guys that I'm fam- not familiar with, but that can really still add value to this, this team right now. And I feel like there's a lot <laughs> still available. So, you know. Marvel and group is so savage in the comments. <laughs> KJ Wright is 32, but a better cover guy than the one leg predator. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you got you got to think about it though. Like KJ Wright will be a great addition to this team. Yeah, you know, I just said yeah. So, I'm down for KJ Wright. I really would. I really would like for yeah. him to come in here. And you do. You need more. They're gonna have to sign a linebacker at some point because right. you let Joe Thomas go, and um. Right. And these other guys, they they haven't brought them back. So right. I mean, you um, can't really walk, you can't go into the season saying that we have Jalen Smith, Van Der Esch, Sean Lee, and Francis Bernard, and think that's going to nah. make a difference. Like hell, y'all better yeah. toss me out there the linebacker position. <laughs> 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 that's what I'm saying. You know, Sean Hankins, he's this is his name is still wandering around out there. Anthony Harris, I, I do like that one. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, he did, sure did. See? But uh, guys, appreciate everybody here. 239. Before you guys head out, please pound that like button. Give me. Let's see if we can get 20 likes right now. Hit that like button if you if you don't mind. Give us 20 likes. We, we would appreciate that. A Lavelle, another loyal subscriber. What up, Joe? Hope all is well with you, brother. Stay safe and healthy. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're doing good here. Um, you know, getting through 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 the craziness. It looks like everything is kind of hopefully clearing up, you know, right. as far as like the COVID and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm hoping to get a game. I'm hoping we can get to a game this year. 
Yeah. To be honest, are you going to try to catch a game this year, JT? Yeah, man. So I, you know, I, if you follow me on Twitter, I was saying, you know, I became a season ticket holder for the first time as a Cowboys fan. So I actually live in Kansas City, and, but my family just moved to Dallas. Um, so I'm going to be out there frequently, man, for a lot of games. And so I was kind of waiting on sending that last payment before we had signed Dak Prescott. So I was like, ah, you know, let me hold off a little bit. But now, you know, I'm going to be out there, man, out and about. And that's yeah. what I'm really looking forward to, you know, seeing a lot of Cowboys fans, meeting you guys. Um, you know, face to face and sharing our passion for you know Cowboys football. That's what I love to do, man. So you know, I'm I'm waiting for, it. I'm ready for it. I mean, there's kind of whispers and rumors that maybe we're going to go out to, to training camp in Oxnard. So will that be open to the fans? I'm all for it, man, because I love Cowboys football mm-hmm. as much as frustrating this team can be at times, man. I'm stuck. I can't go anywhere. So I, I say yeah. I'm going to go. Like, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to be done. I'm like, I couldn't be done if I wanted to. Like, people wouldn't it's even let true. me go. It's true. It's true. I know, man. <laughs> fans get frustrated. You got to stop buying the stuff. And then <laughs> right, they, right. Yeah. That ain't going to work. Yeah. I, I, I said, like, I'm not going to buy nothing until they sign Dak Prescott. And right during the press conference, <laughs> the pro shop sent me a, a, a text. And I'm like, oh, we got 35% off. And I just went and like, oh, okay. And bought Two Dak jerseys, a Vanderesh jersey, all a jacket. I'm like, yeah. God dang it, Jerry Jones. <laughs> I know. It's the money making machine. Emotional. Appreciate you, A Lavelle. Appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate my co-host, Jay Tuck151. Yeah. Let everyone know where they can find you if they haven't already. Yeah, man, you guys can find me on Twitter at jtuck151. So I appreciate all the support, all the interaction with not only Cowboys fans, but NFL fans across the board. I talk a lot of football and sometimes I talk a lot of chaos, but it is what it is. It's fun. And then also you can follow me on my YouTube channel. Comment, like, subscribe. That's Cowboys fans only. I appreciate all the support for you know our channel. We're growing. This is almost my, my full year in. Um, so, yeah, it's been, a, it's been an enjoyous ride, man. And then also... I'm on the fan to fan network as the Cowboys ambassador. So I'm constantly writing articles and doing different things with other content creators and writers across the NFL. So I definitely appreciate it. And Joe, I appreciate you for having me on, man. And, you know, hopefully this Dallas Cowboys team can get things back in motion and make some signings and we can get back to winning football, man. Cause I'm not sitting back going through another 2020. I can't, I can't do that again, man. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was something else. That was something I have not felt in a very long time. Yeah, it was just, it was, Last year was just, uh, you know, like and it was frustrating because, you know, even though we were out of it, we were still in it. And it was like, we we're kind of dragging on, but it really lingered to the very last week of the season. Still as bad as last season was, we still were on the edge of our seat. Well, maybe we get into the playoffs and maybe this getting was like, ah, oh, just put us out of our misery. And just get on with this stuff. I <laughs> know. Uh, Oh, that's where I was at too. Just like mm-hmm. let this nightmare end already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the nightmare. Yeah. Guys, we do appreciate you joining us live. If you catch us on the replay and you lasted through this long, please pound that like button. It does help out the channel immensely. Hit my boy up, JTuck151. Mm-hmm. I like to bring on um these caliber YouTubers, you know, uh JTuck, Cowboys Fan Talk. These guys are my guys. I roll with them on Twitter. You see us interacting between each other. And it was good to have you on the show tonight. Yeah. Thanks for being my co-host tonight. Appreciate uh, it. That's all we have, guys. We'll catch you for another episode. Appreciate it. Peace out, guys. Peace, everybody.